your ideal life is one right turn away, right here and right now with me, Arika Sullivan and New Light Living. See your life in a new light. In this show, I'm bringing real world tools to show you how to ignite the light within you and restore your balance to who you truly are. That busy, exhausted feeling isn't anyone's true purpose. Get back to the heart of your real self. Begin to live in your ideal dream day every day. Learn how to stop giving your energy away. Trust your intuition and chill out your ego and learn how to find your calm. The journey begins now. Come and step into the light. New light living with intuitive spiritual life coach Ulrika Sullivan starts right now. Do you want healthier relationships? Today, we're talking about the topic, how to create healthier relationships using your awareness. When you start to open up to different ways of relating to yourself and others, your relationships change into healthier relationships. My guest, Jen, is joining me later in the episode to expand on this topic. So stay on for my conversation with her. How to create healthier relationships using your awareness. Do you want healthier relationships? How are your relationships affecting your well being? Relationships are one of the most important aspects of our lives. Sometimes the success of an entire day can be determined by how we perceive our relationships are going that day. Many of us want healthier relationships because relationships affect us every day, whether it's with a friend, family, at work, or with colleagues. How many times have you ended a day feeling upset and frustrated with a relationship, wishing someone could just change? One of the greatest benefits of coaching is that your relationship with yourself and others consistently improve as your awareness expands. When you start to open up to different ways of relating to yourself and others, your relationships change into healthier relationships. In my experience, we all have some tendency to hold on to our own opinion, which then creates tension in our relationships. In many relationships at work or with family, there is an underlying sense of competition on who's going to have the last say. I can personally recall many times where this has been quite a struggle. It's very easy to fall into the right-wrong discussion and then walk away with no sensation of resolution. If you experience this type of polar opposite dynamic in your relationships, it can eventually lead to an unhealthy situation with escalating frustration. You may focus on what's not happening or just feel like you're the victim of the situation with very little sense of hope that things can change. We experience our life as separate and alongside someone else's life unless our awareness expands beyond right and wrong. Through private coaching sessions, you have the possibility to go through the experience of expanding your awareness, 
When you expand your awareness, your relationships will expand too. Imagine to get unstuck in a relationship. It may be the relationship with yourself and go from, I am the way I am to, I can choose who I want to be in this relationship. This is an experience that is very empowering and it's fundamental to creating healthier relationships. The key here is to start viewing relationships as unlimited teaching and learning opportunities. It's very different from how most of us are taught to relate to others, which is often based on me and my life separate from each other versus our life as one. What if you could relate to someone else as your personal teacher at all times, even when things are not going as well? Personally, my most challenging relationships, both at work and family, have taught me the most profound insights about myself and what I need to learn more about in my own life. It's sometimes very difficult to see the benefit in moments of conflict or during a heated argument, but in hindsight, I can clearly see why these relationships showed up exactly when they did and turned out the way they did. The power of relating to others as our teacher is that we can then allow ourselves to always be in a state of curious learning, no matter how much friction there is within the relationship. Bottom line is that there's always something to learn for both individuals in every moment, instead of one always having to be right. Healthier relationships show up when you treat others as your teacher in spirit of being curious. Wonder about what you can learn from every person you meet. Often our relationships challenges shine light on what our blocks are. Your relationships are expressions of how you relate to yourself. That leads me to the topic of how many women I speak with on a daily basis that want to feel more present with other people, including their children, spouses, friends, and colleagues. For many, this is costing them their well-being and fueling anxiety, guilt, and worry, not only within themselves, but also within relationships. Our lives get more and more involved and complex, and with that often comes a lifestyle of multitasking and pushing ahead. Rarely do we stop and appreciate what we have or who we're with. If you want healthier relationships, you want to put your attention and awareness to the relationship. Relationships get strained when the focus is not on the relationship, there may be a whole host of reasons for not investing the time to truly connect. The truth is, however, that we're responsible for our part of the relationship. It's so much easier to blame someone else, but we need to take the responsibility to create the relationship we want through real, true connections that matter to us. So if you experience friction and frustration in a relationship or feel that it's difficult to stay present, to fully participate and do your part, 
where on your internal priority list does this relationship fall? For me, I honestly can say that for me, work gets very high up on the list of what I spend my attention on. Relationships often come second, and that's something I'm working on to change constantly. What is the one little step you could take to elevate your part of your relationships? Here are three essential reminders that I use instantly when I run into a challenging time or a rough patch in a relationship, whether it's professionally or with family. One, feel the struggle to the other person is going through. If you're frustrated with someone, it's likely that you will keep focusing on the frustrating part that this person is doing, not the positive part of the relationship. What if you could decide to shift in the moment to being that person just for 30 seconds, feeling the feelings of another person the way you experience them? What happens is that you can feel their struggle. You can relate to the other person through your feelings. When we relate, we activate compassion and we create a healthier relationship. It's hard to stay frustrated when we feel compassion. Two, desire the experience of the, of the relationship rather than the ultimate ideal image. If you're overloaded with responsibilities at work or at home, it's naturally to go on autopilot, wanting to jump to the end result. It's the same with a relationship. If you're overloaded with routine, same patterns and habits within the relationship, you're on autopilot. If you truly want to shift to being more present in this moment with someone, whether it's with your child, your spouse, you'd have to break the cycle of the autopilot feeling. How do you do that? Basically, creativity is the answer. The courage to step out of the routine, the same old pattern, is what it takes. The second you'd invite your creativity to lead, instead of thinking about how it should be, you're inviting the experience over prioritizing the end result. Three, resist the urge to fix. To create healthier relationships, make space for change through awareness, love, and trust. We're all wired to fix, to get from A to B quickly, even when it comes to relationships. When we want others to change, we often offer advice on what to do because we may have experienced the same thing. Often well-meant advice is leading nowhere for the other person. Why? Change happens only when someone feels that there is a better alternative. Someone can truly embrace change only when the alternative becomes totally clear to them in their own world in their own awareness. So instead of offering advice, create space for the other person to change all by themselves. Ask questions. What if there was another way of looking at it? What would it be? Stay curious, engaged, offering the opportunity to change, then leave the space open for the other person to evolve. Start today to revisit your relationships and welcome a new vibe within yourself about them. 
Get curious and open up to different ways to relate to yourself and others. The awareness shift in you could affect your well-being for the better, but also your relationships and people around you. How can you expand your awareness to go beyond right and wrong to create healthier relationships? How can you start to look for the opportunity to learn something from every relationship? Hi, Jen. Hi, Ulrika. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this blog post. Yes, I'm so excited to to have this conversation with you. And so let's get going. Okay. Um, And our topic, as you know, is how to create healthier relationships Mm -hmm. using your awareness. So So important. Yes, isn't it? And um, how do you see this topic being relevant to how we live our lives in our modern world today? Yeah. So I use the work of Dr. Brene Brown in my private practice. I'm a marriage and family therapist. And as humans, we're really good at making up stories about other people. So we'll see someone and to feel safe and comfortable to make sense of it, we'll just add our judgment right away. And then we kind of put people in a box and we're carrying around sometimes a lot of negative feelings. And that's no way to move through the world, to use our gifts, to really live openly and with compassion. And so I feel like if we can become more aware of our reactions and kind of maybe replace them with compassion after that awareness comes up, we're all going to be more connected and our relationships will likely move smoother, whether that's through a stranger that you see at Starbucks or someone living in your own home. Yeah, no, that's so, so important. And, uh, I feel the same way that um, this is something that really is hitting home for a lot of people Mm -hmm. Um, because it's what we experience every day and it it matters and it can set the tone for our entire day. It really can. I call it like a sticky feeling. Like when you have that negativity (laughs) and it just sticks on you all day long. Totally. So, Mm -hmm. so Um, if I may ask you, what's an experience from your own life where a different perspective in a similar way you described has been important? Yes. Where should I begin? So we all have really important relationships and I want to focus on family relationships, whether that be your immediate family or extended or, you know, your in-laws Oftentimes we break our own hearts because we're so focused on expectation. This relationship should be this way. This should not happen. And so we're going in with these expectations and because we're all human and we're all different, we get hurt and we get upset because we're essentially preparing for someone to disappoint us because they can't meet that ideal image that we have in our heads. So what has helped me a lot in my family relationships is that practice of acceptance. Whatever they're doing is not personal. They're not trying to upset me. They're not trying to hurt me. It's just how they have been living through their life. So one of the concepts I use is to assume they're doing the best that they can. I try to look at 
how that person was built, their life experiences, what led them to this point. And if I know they're doing the best that they can, in a sense, I can release it because it doesn't feel targeted or intentional. This is just how they know to show up best at this point in time. That doesn't mean there's not room for growth, but I think when we can stop personalizing people's behaviors towards us and just kind of pause, build some awareness for how that person is, it's much easier to practice compassion. Like, okay, I can see why, you know, this parent figure or this sibling is showing up this way and kind of sending them out with some love. And maybe those relationships will kind of never be how we want them to be, but that doesn't mean something new can grow or exist once we accept that's who they are. This is who I am. Now that we know that we're kind of releasing that tension and expectation so that whatever will be, will be. I think that's a really great way of looking at it because so many times, uh, at least for myself, when I get triggered by somebody's behavior, whether it's family or others, it's, it's often that they're they're putting the, <laughs> I would say, blame on me. And that immediately feels personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I mean, I feel like our, our families push our buttons the best because they yeah. installed them. And so it does feel yeah. very vulnerable and personal. And so it really is a skill to help develop that thought and realize, okay, I'm my own person. They're their own person. That idea of separation, like this is their story. This is my story. And then figuring out how you can work together. Cause oftentimes we'll just start picking out the negative things and that's what we're looking for. Things that don't feel good when actually that person in that relationship does have so many gifts and strengths. So if we can focus on the light, oftentimes that, and that can rewire our way of looking at that person. Such great advice. And it's, it's truly as you know, a practice yeah. <laughs> to focus on the positive <laughs> instead of the negative. Totally. Um, yeah. So the, the blog post talks about one of these concepts that we can learn from any relationship and even the ones that uh, we, we experience as negative. Yeah. What's your perspective on this? And I know that's along the lines where you, yes, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're always learning and Oftentimes it's in those most negative relationships that we learn the most about ourselves. So my business, Nice Girl Uprising, as nice girls, we tend to allow people into our lives because we've known them for a long time or we people please and we give and we give and we give. And sometimes we can be doormats. Sometimes we're realizing this relationship is off balance. It doesn't feel good. I'm not being treated well. And so what we can learn from that is our strength and realizing, you know, I don't need to feel this way. I can make different choices and set boundaries to keep myself safe. So that doesn't mean we're breaking up with all of our people and abandoning them. That just means saying, Hey, when you do this, I feel this way, that can't happen anymore. We can do this with love and compassion, but I think it's so important that we take these lessons from other people and really turn inward to decide, 
is this helping me show up in the best way or is this causing me to shrink and is it dragging me down? So we always have choices. So these negative relationships help us remember that we do have a choice and we do have a voice. Awesome. Awesome. And it, it really speaks to this, you know, practice of setting boundaries, not only with ourselves, but with, with mm-hmm. others. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it, it may be also very difficult sometimes if, if a, re- a relationship feels positive to still set these boundaries because they can float out. <laughs> but a negative experience in a relationship is kind of also where, where it's difficult to set the boundaries, mm-hmm. but for other reasons. And we often, like when you mentioned like a healthy relationship, a positive one, we often don't want to hurt people's feelings. But if we keep that our own hurt inside of us, that resentment builds. And so then when your girlfriend does something really minor, like she's 10 minutes late to dinner and you're like, ah, and you freak out on her, it's because you didn't communicate six months ago when she hurt your feelings. So it's actually a gift to the relationship. When you can express yourself and set a boundary, you can actually strengthen that foundation of the friendship and improve it. So good. So good. So um, what's a healthy relationship to you? I love this question. I think it's one where there's open communication and respect for one another. That acceptance of you're going to have your own experience. I'm going to have mine. We're both human. We're going to make mistakes, but I can communicate openly with you and have you hold that and respect what I have to say. Awesome. Yeah. It, it communication seems to be kind of our era of, of healthiness <laughs> mm-hmm. because we, we are now kind of communicating not only with our immediate family, but like with the world. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, yeah, it sounds like it's really the key for, for healthiness for a lot of, for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. So what's your best tip? when it comes to healthy relationships and creating those in in any setting, whether it's family or friends or, or at work, what would you recommend to others? Like two or three things that you would like um, our viewers and listeners to take away. First and foremost is to listen. We talk a lot about communication and expressing our feelings and what we need. We can forget about actually listening to other people, being aware, <laughs> being aware of what's going on in the room, what your partner or loved one is saying to you. I used to have this friend where when we were debating something, as I was speaking, her mouth would already be formed as like her response. I'm like, you're not even listening to me. Like, I want you to hear and absorb what I'm saying and then <laughs> respond to it. So Oftentimes in our culture, this is my second tip, we tend to react. We get information, we get a text that's kind of zingy, and then we just fire one off right away, or we immediately just verbally you know, shoot back at someone else, and that can be really damaging. So the tip is to slow down, look at the facts of what happened, and then respond instead of reacting, choosing to respond. And that way we're really thoughtful and we're taking care of our relationships because a zingy text or a response that's not well thought out 
can be so damaging to our relationships. Mm -hmm. And those are the most important things. So the top two are to listen and then take the time to respond instead of react. Yeah. And, and this is so essential. I feel I'm practicing, I'm trying to practice this all the time, but how, what's kind of the best way of actually doing that? Is it to take a breath or is it count Absolutely. 10 or is it like any other golden little yeah. I definitely, I'm a breather. I breathe like, okay. Especially we'll use the example of your phone. Like you get a zingy text, you know, from a friend, you're like, your heart's racing yeah. and you're getting all hot. You're like, Oh, I'm getting stressed out. I'm like, okay, breathe. I literally put my phone away, put it in my purse or in a drawer. I breathe. I take at least 10 minutes just to kind of come back to my body. And I go through the facts logically. Okay. I love her. She said this to me and that's really it. I can, I can make up a story about what she means, but that's dangerous as well. So I want to get really clear on just the basics that I know and then really think about how do I want to communicate with her about this? How can I let her know? I see her, I hear her, I understand she's upset. So I'm honoring that and also saying, Hey girl, you can't send me those zingy texts. <laughs> It doesn't work for me. So yes, as you know, as yoga teachers, both you and I, we love the breath and it can really bring us back mm -hmm. into our body. Sometimes I'll even put my hand like on my heart or on my belly just to make sure that I'm in my body, I'm grounded, like I'm not the anxiety that's buzzing around. That's just kind of a reaction of what happened. Yeah. Not being up here, but yes. actually here. Yes. We want our relationships to be here, right? I think when we use our head, that's when things blow up. And yeah, it's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, such great advice. So um, we're coming towards the end here. So Jen, what, tell, tell us what is one thing that you live by? Yes. I live by a lot of things, but first and foremost is to trust myself. I think when we engage in practices where we learn to tune in and slow down, we can hear that tiny wise voice inside of us that says, this is for you. This is not for you. Strengthen this, let this go. I think when we can really trust ourselves, we know what our priorities are, we can live by our values, and we can bring in our support team that really wants the best for us. I think sometimes when we're living up here, like we talked about, it's like we're this leaf in the wind, and maybe this is for me, maybe that's for me, I'm doing this because, and that will breed that sense of anxiety and chaos, and none of us want to feel that way on a regular basis. So when we can slow down and get grounded, Often our clearest decisions come from that place. So good. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, and at, as a, a last question here, where can we learn and connect? Where can we learn more about you, Jen? Yeah, you can go to nicegirluprising.com and sign up for my email list. I also have a podcast. You'll so get notified through the email list about the Chai Talk podcast that I have. And I'll also send out blogs and updates about anything else I have going on. I'd love to have you there. Yes. Everybody go sign up. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Jen, for this conversation. Thank you. I enjoyed it. It was great connecting with you.
This episode includes a short guided meditation. So if you want to stay on, please join in. Some people you work with may make you feel drained. Interaction with others create an energy of flow or an energy of resistance. This three-minute meditation will help you release any resistance and return to your easygoing energy flow. Find a comfortable seat. Close your eyes. Notice how you're feeling. Take a deep breath through your nose and release through your mouth. Uncross your legs and put both feet on the floor. Notice the floor under your feet. Notice your legs, hands, arms, shoulders, and back. Now bring your attention inside you. Notice your breath as you inhale. Notice your breath as you exhale. Invite an image of someone you feel resistance towards. Feel the resistance now. Release the resistance and invite the feeling of ease and flow. Take a deep breath of ease through your nose and release the resistance through your mouth. Invite an image of someone you feel resistance towards. Feel the resistance now. Release the resistance and invite the feeling of ease and flow. Take a deep breath of ease through your nose and release the resistance through your mouth. Take a deep breath of ease through your nose and release the resistance through your mouth. Bring back your attention to your body. Notice your feet against the floor. Notice your legs, hands, arms, shoulders, and back. Take a deep breath through your nose and release through your mouth. Take a deep breath through your nose and release through your mouth. When you're ready, open your eyes to the room. Notice how you're feeling now. I release resistance and invite ease and flow to my day.